This is the Plain English Real Estate Show with your host, Rowena Patton, a show that focuses on the real estate market in terms you can easily understand. Call Rowena now. The number is 240-9962 or 1-800-570-9962. Now here's the English girl in the mountains, the agent that I would trust, Rowena Patton. Good morning and welcome to the show. And I'm sorry we're a little bit late here today, having some technical difficulties all over the place, actually. Was it just local or regional? Was it national, Randy? Do you know? I think this was just a local uh, power surge mm. about 7.30 this morning. That, Ouch. Uh, and I've been around this business long enough. Power surges cause things to get fried, mm. and it fried some stuff of ours here. But Do we have just... any of that fried? Because we need some breakfast. <laughs> I'm hungry, too. <laughs> Donuts, fried oh, donuts. Oh, my. Yeah. It was one of those days today. I came in, and for some reason, somebody thought it was a good idea to bring a double wide down I-26 uh, from Hendersonville to Asheville this oh, morning. No. Like, woohoo! <laughs> Actually, it looked like it was on the way to Johnson City because it kept going. <sighs> However, I made it, and it's like, oh, we might not be on the air. So we're so grateful for those of you sticking around. Um, I don't know if it was quiet and you were wondering whether we were a bit quiet this morning or <laughs> you were tapping your radios or your phones going, oh, it's broken, what's going on? But we're here now and Will's here and it's so great to be back. I came back from Texas this week. I was at a real estate conference um, and it was uh, very eye-opening and uh, basically saying all the things that we've been talking about. So it ain't just here where the real estate market's changing. It's all over the country. There were a lot of agents from uh, really all over the country and internationally there, and uh, pretty much everyone is telling the same story. There aren't really any pockets where things are, you know, hopping, hopping, hopping. Yeah, that's so interesting. I'm I'm dying to hear about what you learned um, at the conference. If you have any highlights or any absolutely, oh, we will definitely any market get to updates those. from them. So we have Will here. I haven't seen you in a while. What's your week been like, Will? It's oh, so man. nice to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. My week's been busy. Um, less with real estate, more just with home repair and mm-hmm. remodeling. We Is the kitchen done yet? Granite countertops put in <gasps> yesterday. Finally. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it great when they go in, you're like, oh, my gosh. finally. It makes the kitchen go from looking fairly bare and skin and bones to almost being a complete finished kitchen. Because yes. they install the sink too. Yeah, so, and not having a sink in your kitchen, it doesn't sound like a lot. Oh but those gosh. of us who've been through it, it's awful. It's awful. My wife and I, we've been washing all the dishes in the bathroom sink, uh, for, tiny the last, little sink. for the last two months. Can you get a pot in that sink? Like, is Oh, it? I mean, barely. Yeah. Barely. And then you can't let anything fall down. It Otherwise, it gets clogged, and it's a little low, so it hurts your lower back to wash. Mm. I already hate washing the dishes. Oh. Oh. And so it just makes it even worse. That's about the only thing I like, actually. <laughs> so you should have had me over washing your dishes for Bro, you. Bro, you can come wash your dishes anytime <laughs> you want. No, a little tip on that, because we like to give household tips as well. There's a long, and every single person should have one of these in their home, and they're less than $3. And it's about three foot long, and it's a sort of stiff plastic thing. You don't really notice what it is. Oh, Randy's putting a thumb up. It's like a stiff plastic thing, and it's got almost little fish hooks. It's just little pokies that go backwards basically so um and you stick this plastic thing down it pulls everything out right randy my bathroom sink needs that thing about every six months yeah Yeah. best thing ever i'm not talking about the the wire things because they can get all twisted up and you try and pull them out and they get stuck and 
And I don't know, if you're selling those things, I'm sorry. Like, you're probably going to get a lawsuit on it. <laughs> but the plastic ones are like three bucks. Everyone should have one. It's got the little pokies on it. Then buy the brightly colored one. There's another tip for you. Why? Because where do you put these things? Well, m- maybe some organized people put them in organized places. I Under don't know. the sink is my guess. Under the sink, yes. Yeah. And imagine if it's black. Do you think mm, you'll notice and it? You're right. Yeah. You want it to be bright yellow or pink or <laughs> bright green or something, you know? Yeah, that's that's a good tip. I've been using the the hanger ever since college, yeah. and you know it's a lot of work, and it's probably not as effective. So, Go to hanger. if if only I told you that six weeks ago when you were yeah. doing all the washing up in the bathroom sink, right? It made my life a little easier. Oh uh, my god! But that little tool keeps you from having to take apart the sink and the stopper and the tool and the yes. all of that mess. You don't have yeah. to do that with this thing. It's great, and it is it is gross down there. It is mm. gross. It's down gross. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's your own it's, grossness, but it, it's gross. It is yuck. Yeah, it's it's not not pretty. Um, but again, the hard plastic one, it doesn't get caught in all the bits of wire because it's just a piece of plastic. Yeah, it's just a very uh, it's a sort of uh, it's a, it doesn't really make sense, but a slightly bendy, very stiff piece of plastic. It's very strong. Yeah, must be some special plastic or something. Great invention. But it's one, and it's three bucks. You know, I think it's even less than that. Like I feel like you should get some royalties off this. You're I know. you're really talking it up. <laughs> one day, I'm going to build a Shopify site and put all this stuff on it because I have sold people so many of uh, you know kitchen hardware. I've got blog posts on them. The ones that are easy to choose. The ones that you can spend a few more dollars on and. Uh, and dress it all up and make it look like a million dollars. So, yeah, you're right. All, all kinds of things like that. Rose Home Tips. Rose Home Tips. Yeah, Gary Sullivan. I mean, you, you must. Do you listen to Gary at the weekends? No, no. Is that I his don't. name? Am I'm, I, am I choosing the wrong one? He does a whole show the whole afternoon on Home Tips. He's awesome. Oh, I think yeah. that's his name. Okay. I may be getting his name wrong. You, you're, maybe that's our first trivia question. Mm. <laughs> Oh, talking about trivia questions, I know you've got some trivia for us, Will, yeah, or if not, you're going to scramble through and look for it very quickly. <laughs> it's going to be Will's trivia time. No, I've got trivia questions. It's uh, college football starts today. Um, I don't know if your team's playing. My team's not playing until oh. Thursday, but uh, for those of you who do love college football, that is starting today. I think UNC plays. I don't uh, know if we have any UNC fans. Florida A&M. Seven yeah. o'clock tonight, I think. Yeah. I hope we have some UNC fans. I think UNC is at 8 p.m. Uh, so anyway, my trivia is obviously going to be beer-related because that comes with college football. <laughs> um, so my question to you all is, where did the Hefeweizen originate from? Uh, the Hefeweizen, if you don't know, is that beer that has a little bit of a banana taste to it. Uh, it's a little on the hazier side, typically, and it's absolutely delicious. It's one of my can you, favorites. Can you tell Will knows his beers? What was pronounced that again? Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Yep. Got to remember that. A, Germany. B, USA. C, Scotland. And D, Australia. A, Germany. B, USA. C, Scotland. And D, Australia. That's a very tough one, but you know, you all had an extra five or ten minutes in the darkness this morning. <laughs> Just to meditate. To meditate and, and encourage your brain into your brainiac of the day. So I know you're all going to get this one. 240-9962 if you're calling in from Mars. 800-570-9962. Give us a call. I've always wondered, where is Mars when you say that? Where's Mars? Yeah, if they're calling in from Mars, where are they calling from? The planet Mars? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I didn't know if it was just out of North Carolina or. Oh, you you thought Mars was like a a a, a place in? It probably is. I bet there's a Mars somewhere. <laughs> that might be our other question. I could say Pluto, except that's well, that's like, that's our other. <laughs> It's our other trivia question. <laughs> Mars is. That's where men What's are What's the from? planet we... Yeah. There you go. What's the planet that we all grew up with that's no longer a planet? Is it A, Venus? Hmm. Is it B, Saturn? Or is it C, Pluto? <laughs> Two four zero There, we'll give you that one too. Just in case that darkness did things to your brain this morning. So you said, what did I learn in Texas? Well, you know... It's funny, so a lot of people say, um, you know, these real estate conferences are more about um, self-development than they are real estate. And that's true in a lot of ways because the people who choose to do them are usually on a self-development path. And, you know, I'm all about learning. I like to do that stuff. And um, there's a whole lot of mind and body and everything else that's important to be able to deal with real estate because a lot of people don't realize I mean, you, you tell me, well, you've been in real estate for a few years now. Is it easy? Everyone thinks it's easy, right? Yeah, no, it's not easy. It's just dealing with people's emotions as well as your own. Yes. You know, whether you're trying to get business and stay busy or helping put out fires mm-hmm. between, you know, three, four different people at a time. Mm-hmm. So, no, I wouldn't say it's easy. I think 60% of the job is being a therapist, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean that with love. I mean, it's our job. Mm-hmm. You know, you may, you may have siblings that have just lost parents you may have a parent that, that lost their spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have at least two couples who are divorcing that we're representing. Yeah. There's all kinds of very difficult situations that, that people find themselves in. Yeah. I mean, even if you're buying a home for the first time and you get news like, oh, there's high radon levels. Yeah. That could scare someone, you know, to the cliff edge. But, you know, as a real estate agent, you kind of talk them down and help them understand that it's super common. I thought so, you were going to say scare them to the cliff. Scare like, them to the cliff. Mm. Then... <laughs> so would it scare? So talk about radon a little bit. Would that scare you? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, radon up here is very common. You know, it's just as the uh, minerals decompose in the soil, it creates radon that seeps through the the house and is very common in houses with basements. Um, and kind of all over Western North Carolina, uh, it's easily mitigated for what fifteen hundred bucks. So you can yeah. install a radon mitigation system. Used to be twelve hundred, but you know COVID Inflation. increased everything. Yeah, it was Putin that did it. Actually, Putin increased our radon prices. You know that Putin. Yeah, but well, we blame Putin for everything. <laughs> yep, it was him. He made yeah. the gas go up. Is is Putin's price hikes? So yeah, dang it. He he put the price of remediating radon up too. That dastardly devil. Sorry, guys, Putin. Yeah, Putin, blame it on one Putin, or COVID, any of the above. I think a bit in big part, actually, what's happening is is due to COVID. We'll blame something else on COVID. Yeah. I think we'll be hanging things on COVID for the rest of our lives, actually, would be my guess. Yeah, and you know, it's it's good to have something to hang your coat to blame. on, too. You, yeah. you I'm okay with that. Right, yeah. like, oh, man, COVID, 10 years yeah. ago, really, but really messed me up. So what I'm saying, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like millennials, you know, so millennials say, well, you're a millennial, aren't you? Yeah. Are you in that? Yeah, you're in mm-hmm. that millennial zone. So you're in the elder millennial zone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like many of the people on the team, actually, you're the elder millennials. So many people in that age group. So how old are you to be a millennial now? Like up to 37, something like that? I think so. Something like that. Late 30s, I think. Maybe that's another. I'm 29, question. if that helps. You're 29. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, up there a little bit. So you you just a middle aged millennial in that case. So millennials, many of you grew up getting awards for things, right? Mm-hmm. Getting awards for coming last. So many millennials now blame that what's going on in their life on being rewarded for everything and getting out into the workforce, particularly and wondering what the rewards are. Like, wait, I'm the lowest on the leaderboard. Where's my reward? Maybe. <laughs> I came in last, but encourage me, encourage me. And, of course, that's a pendulum swing from all the latchkey kids who came home and didn't have their parents around. So all these parents then got around the kids and like, oh, we have to be there for them every second and reward them and encourage them. And, and I'm sure the pendulum will swing the other way. Yeah. What would you be like with your kids if you had any? When my parents uh, moved out of their, their home that we grew up in, I just remember going to my house and cleaning out my closet, and there was just piles of awards First place, second place, third wow. place, tried hardest. Tried hardest. Did you have <laughs> Most la- improved. Did you get last place trophies? Oh, me? No way. Of course not, mm-hmm. yeah. Why no. would Will get one of those? I'm sure your friends did though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had some friends that- That is so funny. Do you still have them? No. No, we got rid of all of them. Oh, we did. <laughs> I might put a shelf at work. I really, I try not to hold on to too much stuff. The house know, is, you know, it, it just gets messy so fast. That's and really how good. often are you going to look at your trophies from yeah. middle school? Well, I think it would be funny because we could have had a shelf yeah. in the office that said millennial trophies. Yeah. I mean, oh, gosh, maybe we, I mean, isn't that an idea? Randy, you used to be into trophies. Isn't that a great idea for trophies? Like, you know, we all laugh at it and make fun of it, but couldn't that be something whereby we call them millennial trophies and you know, you could give them out to your uh, world's worst sibling and that kind of thing <laughs> instead of best. I used to sell a whole lot of participation trophies. Yeah. <clears throat> and I never really thought about it until later after that. I enjoyed the money that came from that sale. Yeah. But uh, I never thought about that whole theory. The millennial thing, yeah. I mean, Will yeah. had a tried hardest. I bet that's because he came in fourth out of 300 people because, you know, Will's competitive and he's very smart. And yeah. there's no way that, unless he didn't attend, would have come, come in last. Yeah. So, uh, you know, trophy store owners, you know, they're grinning all the way to the bank. Yeah, but, really. You know, uh, so it is life cycles. It was interesting, actually, part of the conference. Um, Tony Robbins was, was there. And I've never seen him before, and I was very excited to see him. And he talked about... And who is uh, Tony Robbins, for people that don't know? Sure, he's a, uh, a big... <laughs> he's, he's six foot seven, so he really is big. He's a big giant of a man, and um, he's a motivational speaker. He came from nothing, got into it at 18, and, and now works with the biggest celebrities in the world, literally, and a lot of other people as well, a lot of sports teams. Um, they fly him out to a sports team when they're having a bad time, and it's all about mindset and switching it around and getting into state. He's very big on talking about getting into state. Lots of wow. breathing what a, exercises. What and, a cool job. Yeah. So he just travels around and <clears throat> motivates people, yep. encourages yeah. people. Lots of books, videos, yep. lectures. Wow. Yeah. He only does one big event now, and he fills a stadium. And it's for, just, I think it's like $6,000 a person, and it's four days. Wow. And this guy is full of more energy than you've seen in your life. He does 10-hour days. And you're all exhausted, and this man who's 62 years old and six foot seven is still on stage, you know, whooping it up. It's amazing. Do you think he ever has a bad day? Do you ever think he's just, like, tired one Probably, day? Probably, yeah. <laughs> well, he may just go off stage and go to, to heck with this. You know? yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it's all in um, – he, he's worked with 
every business leader you can possibly think of he's worked with they they call him into organizations all the time to go okay where where is it we're not moving right he he had a great story about um Agassi you know the tennis player and Agassi and if you remember this as well or not but Agassi married Brooke Shields which Randy was probably in love with when he was well Randy was probably in his 40s you, you don't know who Brooke Shields is oh yeah yeah i thought oh, you yes. might oh yeah you nodding your head. You weren't in love with Brooke Shields. Come on, really? Uh, my That's... my my morning is still clouded by the death of <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. I can't oh, have stop. any more room in my heart <laughs> for anyone else. Me too. Yeah. And you, what what's her story for you? Oh, that album cover that. Uh, the program directors used to fuss all the time about <laughs> not filing your albums after your shift, but nobody ever filed that album. We always. <laughs> was prominently displayed. Oh, I love it. She only had two or three big ones, right? She had albums. a lot of hit records. Yeah, yeah but they, so the 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 um, the songs on the albums, a lot of them were hits. But I think she only had three or four albums. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think and she was of course, busy Greece. doing Greece. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why she was my heroine because I was a little skinny string bean. I was 95 pounds and five foot six when I left school. That's that's skinny. And people used to tease me that I had cotton threads hanging from my skirt. Like it was it was bad. I was really, really skinny. And then she came out in Greece as that little skinny thing. I'm like, yeah. well, she can do it. I can do it. <laughs> yes, yes. She was a big inspiration to me. And of course, I think she was 32 when she did Greece. Did you know that? When she was the high schooler? Yes, yes. And she played that uh, the role of a teenager very yeah. well. Well, and they all did. I mean, he, you yeah. know, John Travolta wasn't um, 18 either. Do you remember Greece? Oh yeah, poor, poor yeah well. barely, but I, I remember it. Well, you and I'm sure uh, most girls that you know have seen it twelve times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they can sing all the words, right, yeah. Randy? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John, who sadly passed away after a thirty-year battle with breast cancer. Um, the miracle there is that she made it thirty years, really, yes. because of the. You so know, gracefully. The, so gracefully. Yeah, miracles of, of medicine. And um, she uh, is sadly missed by a lot of people. Absolutely. And she did, she was like 72 or 73, right? She right. wasn't, yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing making it that long with a, with a, that horrible disease. One in eight women. Did you know that? One in eight. One in eight women. Yeah. Very scary. So, yes, Tony Robbins is a motivational speaker. And, um, he, why is that in real estate? Well, because you've got to keep your motivation high uh, because you're dealing with people who are in a very stressed state generally. Mm. Uh, we have a lot of programs that de-stress the, the process of, of real estate. But he was also talking about life cycles because he's, he's a great history buff. So, um, you know, he talked about, I'm not going to do this justice at all. But he, he spoke about how, you know, if you were in your mid-20s in the First World War, and you got through the First World War and everybody came back elated. And then what happened? Mm-hmm. Another World War hit. And then after the World War, I'm missing like uh, the Great Depression afterwards. And then, you know, so that we had this whole cycle. And this cycle doesn't last a year. It lasts for 10 years. It lasts for 15 years. But not only that, it lasts in your mind if this thing happens to you forever. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're a latchkey kid and your parents, you know, latchkey kids were very common in, in Gen Xers. Uh, and and late boomers, um, I sounded like late bloomers. The uh, younger 
So you have to be 58 and up to be a boomer. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Gen Xers and then you've got Gen Yers or something. And then you've got millennials. <clears throat> and, um, you know, those latchkey kids are the ones who gave all the awards and gave all the stuff to their kids mm-hmm. because their parents weren't around. And it was the advent of women, you know, working in the workforce a whole lot more. And then going to the 80s and 90s, well, then we went into the 50s and 60s where it was all perfect American families. Mm-hmm. We all grew up in perfect American families. That would be our parents' generation. And um, then in the 80s, of course, it was all about greed. Making money is good. It's fantastic. And then there was the massive recession after that and mm-hmm. everything else that happened. I'm not sure what's happening in the 2000s because you can't sort of pinpoint it in the same way. Yeah. Even though we're 22 years in already. And that affects the psyche and it affects, of course, how people buy houses and how people mm-hmm. move around. Right. Um, and there's a lot of people now, a lot of uh, people that we deal with who are stuck, who are stuck in that house with a whole lot of bedrooms and their kids aren't coming home anymore. I saw one last year and honestly, they it was so sweet. The kids are in their 40s with their own kids and um, their little boy's bedroom still had like horsey wallpaper and a border with footballs on or something. Wow. That's literally 35 years old. Yeah. It was still perfect. That was the strangest thing about it. How does this happen? Gosh, I don't know how people leave things the same for so long. I, I know. I like to fiddle around the house. I know. You know. Like if I don't have anything going on, I'm like, okay, what's my next house project going to be? Right. That horsey wallpaper's got to go. What about if it's your little boy, though? And I, I think it, I think things do change when you have kids. Yeah, once it's more sentimental. Yeah, mm. and, and you hold on to that. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's why a lot of people hold on to these houses that they no longer need because they're holding on to the memories in the house. I want to come back to stuff, too. You mentioned stuff. You mm. don't like to have a lot of stuff around. How much stuff do you think you... Well, how much stuff have you accumulated since you left You left college, what, 10 years ago? Something mm-hmm. like that. So how much stuff do you think you've accumulated since then? Quite a bit. <clears throat> when I uh, first moved from college, I took myself and all my stuff in a Subaru Forester to Colorado. Wow. Not even a trailer. Just me and my stuff. Um, I think wow. I had a bike rack and one of those Yakima racks on top, and that was it. Now, wow. uh, we moved, what was it, last year? <laughs> and we had a full moving truck, one mm-hmm. of those that like has the built-in <clears throat> cargo space that, you know, it's like 12 feet long. So, yep. a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, of course, you did accumulate a, a wonderful wife, Lauren, along the way. So, yep. there might be some of her stuff as well, I'm <laughs> guessing, in there. Yeah, some of her stuff. I, and that's the thing about once you buy a house is you got to fill the house with some stuff. Right. So you got to buy furniture and, yes. you know, you have a bed that you got to haul around. And well, take notes. Side tables. If you're trying to get rid of any of this stuff, we are going to launch a program whereby um, you can have a house sale and we're going to pull all the house sales together and put them on a map. You know how I like to do that and aggregate things. Yeah. Isn't that an obvious idea? And then every Saturday, we will talk about it. So you're saying if I'm selling a house, you'll get my information along with a couple other people, put them all in one place on a map so other people can find it? Yeah. How many for house, like a yard sale type? How many house sales or yard sales do you think are going on today? Oh, my gosh. Probably a lot. Around WNC. What do you think? 200. That many? Wow. Yeah. Around the whole western end of the state. Yeah. yeah. So Ash, let's do Asheville, Hendersonville, Waynesville, Black Mountain, the, that kind of area to start off with. So we might get 20 that are on the map. We will literally put up a map for you so that you can go and 
root out all of these sales. That's a great idea. Well, how do you find who's having a yard sale? Well, they call in. That's why I'm mentioning it now. So okay. I, I don't have the, the domain for you right now because, honestly, I thought of this on the way in this morning. I thought, blinding glimpse of the obvious, a BGO. I actually went by a house sale and it said, you know, three homes are having this. And, of course, you put signs out everywhere. We might make some signs for you as well so you can come and grab the signs. Um, we do help with house sales. We have a whole program for... Uh, seniors or people who are living in uh, moving into some form of assisted living so which is of course very common because we have so many boomers um, you know people in the 60s people in the 70s people in their 80s maybe one of you has started ha- uh, having some memory loss or some physical disability and now you're moving with your partner into um, some kind of assisted living or just renting a place that has the ability to have that assistance when you need it and we will help you do a house sale. Uh, just open it up for a couple of days. You'll get rid of so much stuff. Mm. You put the little sticky labels on it and people come in and you sell the darn stuff. Yeah. Mo- most siblings, uh, mo- most kids come in when they've lost a parent or they're trying to help an elderly parent who's moving on. Maybe they want them to move to South Carolina to be near them or to another area. Now they're you know, getting up there a little bit and they need some help. And it's like babysitting the other way around. You know, when when you first have your kids, so your will's age, you're in that cycle of life. You have your kids, your grandparents move to you because they're they're in their 50s at this point. Mm -hmm. And they want to be around you and your kids. They move close to you. It happens the other way around when they get older and they need help. So they move to because kids have got settled lives at that point. The kids are going to school wherever Mm -hmm. they're going to school. So we will come in and help. So many of the kids think that... Uh, you just bring a house clearance company in. There are house clearance companies, and we will help you with that as well. There's, uh, you know, uh, junk my junk my junk and remove my my junk and mm-hmm. all those companies as well. But there are companies that will come in and sell your furniture for you. But the truth is, I'm just going to say it: most of your furniture isn't worth a whole lot. Most of you don't have extremely valuable antiques like your kids think you have. Right. In fact you, we're the old farts, we're probably saying to our kids, you need to treasure this bed set forever. <laughs> and what do we think about, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Randy. Oh, gosh, yes. So most of us kids who look at our parents' stuff, we don't want snarky old, musty old antiques. We don't care if it's if this break front's worth $5,000. We don't want it in our house because we want more modern furniture, right? Right. And that's every generation. Mm-hmm. So 50s and 60s, which would be your grandparents, I'm talking to Will here, would be his grandparents and probably Randy's parents and um, mine somewhere in between. My parents were born in the 50s, so it would be their parents. Um, Probably be your parents too, your grandparents actually. Mm -hmm. They had mid-century modern furniture. It's 2022. What's, What's now de rigueur? Like absolutely the most of what people are buying, mid-century modern. Mm-hmm. That style, was it the, the Jetson style, right? That yeah. was made popular in the 50s and the 60s. It's all come around again. Now, unfortunately, most of the stuff our parents are giving us are not that mid-century modern that's, you know, really fashionable again. It's... Uh, the floral couch. Floral couch, yeah. Which, by the way, if someone wants one, there's one off of uh, View that's been there for a few weeks now. <laughs> few been rained on a few times yeah. yeah there's a few squirrels living in it yep yep you keep driving by it and surprise getting... no one wants a floral couch it's 
Well, a floral couch <laughs> might not be a you bad thing. I can see it. He's I'm thinking about it. it. You're he's right. thinking about it. You're not wrong. Yeah, he's thinking. He's thinking. About it. <laughs> he's got a truck. He's, Will does have an Airbnb. Go ahead and give that a mention, Will. Yep. A beautiful Airbnb, actually, that you can stay in. Which is decorated mid-century modern, believe yeah, it or not. See. Yeah, this needs a couch. Not a surprise <laughs> at all. Just trying to figure out maybe an outdoor couch. I could put it on the <laughs> the porch. Yes. <laughs> yes. So those wow. of you who have the mid-century modern furniture that's been handed down, think about Jetsons. Think about those round legs. A lot of wood and upholstery in the chairs. Uh, the chairs always give it away. The boomerang. Do you remember the boomerang, Randy? My grandparents had a boomerang. Oh, you wouldn't actually notice it. If I showed you the boomerang, you can all go Google it. Go Google boomerang pattern. So Will's doing it right now. Um, my grandparents had a table with the boomerang pattern on. It's lots, it's thousands of little tiny boom, boomerangs all at different angles and all intertwisted together. If you saw it, you'd know it in a million years. Okay. Very, very common. It was the most common pattern, pattern that was used. Yeah. yeah. And you know what you see it now? Men's bathing suits. All these young men don't know what they're buying. You know the big blocky colors, Will, that you're buying yeah, now? with yeah. the, the big blocky colors, and they're often muted, like a like a, a pumpkin orange and a gray-blue square and then a pumpkin orange circle and all that stuff. That's mid-century modern. It's all coming back. So you may have some things in your home that's worth something, but most house clearance companies, and we will help you with those, you need, uh, you, you need a much longer timeline. Because it's generally going to take them four, six, eight weeks to come out because they're they're very highly bulked. It's going to take you some time. So meanwhile, we can help you with that house sale to get rid of all that stuff in preparation for the sale. Now, Will said, what did you learn at the conference? Well, really that it's not just say, us saying it in Asheville and we've been saying it here for 18 months or two years. That was called a callback. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Just a, just I should have asked you, what did you learn in your conference? We, Again, did, yeah. Uh, uh, in the beginning, you did. Um, in a, in a, anyway. Never mind about the callback, but it is sort of interesting compact, it, context. It's, it's what comedians do all the time. So <laughs> they go blah 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 blah. Here's my story. Very funny. Very very funny. And they go right back to the beginning. That's called a callback. Yeah. Anyway, so callback to what did we learn at the conference? It's happening everywhere. Hmm. If you are in a situation now where you're saying we've just got too much stuff in the house, we, mm-hmm. can't, we can't do it. No, get on with it already. Just get on with it already because we don't have time. Things are sitting longer. Houses are sitting longer. How many homes are you seeing coming on the market now, Will? More every day. Yeah, for people that have been looking for a very long time, Will has what we call a lot of A-level buyers that are coming in from other places all around the country. He helps so many buyers and sellers. And now they're actually able to find a home. How tough has that been for the last few years? Oh my gosh. Since you've been in real estate, really, you haven't known anything else. Yeah, it's been incredibly tough. Um, we've seen offers go, you know, five, 10% over um, and not get it, and someone else get it, and oh still us be um, either cash buyers or just a conventional loan, which is the most competitive loan you could have. So it's been an interesting little bit. So it's kind of refreshing that the market is yes. beginning to shift to a more healthy. Um, market. Absolutely. And we have strategies for you. That's the thing. These strategies are very important. For example, if you've got all this stuff, you're saying, we can't get out of here, especially those of you who, you know, we're helping three clients right now who are moving into some kind of assisted living and you're waiting for your unit to come up. 
when your unit comes up that you're moving into, you've got 90 days Wow, to sell your house. So that used to be easy, right? So in the last two or three years, no problem. We'll put it on the market and then we'll get you a seller possession after closing because we're going to sell it so fast. That may not happen now, especially if at that, you know, at that age, you're usually going to be in your 60s or 70s or maybe even 80s. You got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Your stuff, I, I went to a house um, about a month ago where they'd collected things. It was absolutely fantastic. And he really did have some very high level furniture, most of which I wanted to purchase. It was amazing. He'd brought it from all over the world. Um, and, and that was quite unusual. But that that's a major job to move on to that next rung. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And remember, it's so funny. I'm away and I'm hearing people say, yeah, I'll be fine next year. This is a seven to eleven year cycle. This is this is not something we just make up. It's a cycle. I, I just it really bothers me that more, I wonder if newscasters don't talk about this. Are there such things as newscasters anymore, or are they talk show hosts who have opinions? Don't talk about this. It's it's normal seven to eleven year cycle, which means that if you're seventy years old, do you really want to wait seven to eleven years for your home to be worth more than it's worth now? Mm-hmm. Uh, people go, do you really think prices are going to come down? It blows me away, honestly. Oh, no, we've got no inventory. We've got no inventory at all. How are you seeing the inventory, Will? Um, it's increasing. Yeah, an yeah. inventory meaning number of rooftops, a number of homes on the market. Yep. We see it every day. It's in- increasing. Uh, this is not like Debbie Down here. We just tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm presuming you'd like the truth rather than us going, oh, no problem, we'll sell it in a day and then we'll get a seller possession after closing. Let's talk about some tactics. One is that many of you as sellers know that the interest rate's gone up. What are people saying? What are you hearing out there, Will? What are people saying to you about the interest rate going up? Oh, it's so high. It's, it's so high. Way more than it was. You know, I can only afford half as much. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. 6%. It used to be 2.9. 2.9 was crazy. We spent two years telling you how 2.9, how amazing it was. And many of you jumped on the bandwagon and many of you refinanced your homes. Good on you. Here's the thing. If you have a 5.5% interest rate, it's it's normal. It's much more. What's normal? It's, it's, it's like um, foreclosures are never zero. Unemployment is never zero, right? It's, there's always a level. What is that average level where the average person can afford it? That is 6%. 6 to 7% is an interest rate. And guess what will happen? We'll all start whining and moaning and get used to the fact that it's 6% and people will start buying houses again. Is that really that simple? Hmm. People move, you know? It may be that we see some price, maybe. We'll see some price correction. Certainly at the higher end. There is no doubt in my mind. Yeah. So, and, and isn't that, again, healthy? I got into real estate in 2007, back when uh, Will was about three. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a fly fisherman at that point, probably. Yeah. Taking people on fly fishing trips. So if you're interested in fly fishing, call up Will. He's, he's the man for you. I've got somebody coming in from California who is all into fly fishing, and he's going to be your client. He's looking at a million dollars, by the way. Okay, I'm in. Um, Tom to call you. Yep. Um, so, you know, when we were looking at that point, so 2007, the average house house uh, price in Buncombe County. Do you know what it was? Well, don't know. Two hundred thousand. Any idea, Randy? 
175. You're very close. 178. Wow. $178,000. Do you know yeah. what it is now? Over 500. 425. 425. It's over doubled. 2007. It, and here's the thing as you get older, and all of you listening who aren't, you know, 30, understand this. Even when you're 30, you start to feel it. Um, 2007 doesn't seem like very long ago, does it? No. You know, when when you're 20, you're like, 2007, I was barely born. You know, but, but when you're a little bit older, it's not very long ago. And what you realize is people weren't earning any more. Uh, people were earning about the same. They might have had an increase of 2 or 5%. What percentage increase is, you know, 180 to 425? That's over 100%, correct? Yeah, much over. So have people's wages increased by 100%? Obviously not. Yeah, absolutely not. So how can all these, this, this group of people afford a house? It's really obvious when you think of it that way, right? It is. What can you get out there for 180 now, Will? Oh, wow. In Asheville, hardly anything. I'd say about nothing. Yeah. Maybe an older manufactured home. That maybe, would need some work. Maybe a condo. Yeah. That would need some work, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a condo. And, I mean, realistically, you'd probably have to look outside of Asheville. You'd have to look in Waynesville, Hendersonville. Right. Old Fort. If you were lucky. You know, yeah, Hendersonville, Hendersonville's almost at the same level now. Yeah. As yeah. so many people are moving south. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of, I see Will's got his I Love Asheville hat on, so he's he's staying north side. Um, that's cool. Where'd you get that from? Well, it's actually an I bicycle Asheville. Oh, there you go. I'm a big mountain biker, so do you, I one of the bike shops up here. <laughs> I do love Asheville, though. Yeah, I love Asheville too. Yeah. It's just gotten a, it's it's changed a lot since 2007 when I was first doing real estate here, just a little bit. Just a just a touch. But that's you know when you this is again a BGO, it's a blinding glimpse of the obvious. Think of it's it's shocking to me that we have so many people that manage to afford to buy at 425, but those are the same people that were earning the same amount that were buying a house at 180. So they're over that they're, they're getting house poor is what they're doing. Mhm. Right, they're, they're paying most of those people. Most of those people are paying way too much of their money out in housing expenses. We now think it's normal to, to pay 60 or 70% of, out in our housing expenses. Now, the problem is anything happens with a set of, That used to be like a third. Yeah. You, you Dave Ramsey says 15%. I don't know how anyone does it for that unless you're no. Warren Buffett or something. But the regulations used to be like, you know, no more than a third of right. Right. Now it's 60, 70% uncommon, not uncommon at all. Well, let's think about that for a minute. 425, what what kind of payment is that a, a month? 3,000, 3,500, depending on whether you're doing 15 year or 30 year or whatever. <coughs> let's say it's 3,200. Mm-hmm. 30% taxes. So you're talking about 4,500 in income, something like that. 4,500 times 12. 45,054, mid-50s you're talking about. Um, the average household income in Asheville is not mid-50s. It's more like mid-30s. Right. And, and that's the average price point. So how much do you find, Will, is out there that's below that 425 mark? Not a ton. Yeah, and how um, much work does it take? Yeah, a good bit of work. Because they're just more competitive. Exactly. They're more competitive. And the people who are earning less, do they have money to fix up the home generally? Generally not. Right. Yeah. And if we go through the inspection process, 
which we always try and do for our sellers. Uh, the vast majority of our sellers decide to do the inspection. Um, why? Because, you know, the, the sellers always say to us, well, don't the buyers do that? The buyers absolutely do it. But it's your choice. So we get, finally get your home under contract. It may be a day, it may be a week, it may be six weeks, it may be three months at this point. If you're a higher-priced home and you're, you're out in the boonies a little bit, you know, you're not downtown somewhere, it might be three months at this point to get your home sold. The, all the times are different. Um, if you have not done that inspection, you're nothing wrong with my home. It's perfect. Every, everyone thinks that. So, you know, I think there's minor things there. So you go into contract, and how long does it take you to do the inspection, Will? Man, it depends on the inspector, but I would say you could do it within a week or two. Yeah, we could, let's say two weeks. Two weeks later, and then a few days to look over the inspector report, everything else. And by the time, you know, getting the contracts in place, extra few days there. So you're about three weeks into being under contract and thinking, oh, we're moving on and going off to Arizona or wherever you're going, going off to Hendersonville or Asheville or Waynesville or wherever you're going. And now the inspection comes back and it's got all this stuff on it. It's got over 30 items on it, almost always. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw one without 30 items on it? A new house. A new a house. A new build. Yeah. And even <laughs> the new bills, right, yeah. have a bunch on there. Yeah. So sometimes the new bills, you choose not to have an inspection because, you know, the builder's warranty is on there for a year. Here we are. I don't advise that, by the way. Always have an inspection on a new build because you'll find a whole lot of things on there too. It's like a punch list for the builders. So here we are now, three, four weeks into your contract, and the buyers find all this stuff. How do the buyers react? Well, do they go, oh, no problem, there's 32 items, no worries at all, we'll just put it right? Yeah, I think it's always a shell shock. Yeah. I know for me specifically as an agent, I have to kind of prep people for the news. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily bad news, it is what it is, but uh, I don't think anyone expects it. Right. And, the, and it's pages. And, uh, I think the inspectors have to earn their money, obviously. You know, it's yeah, their yeah. job. And this thing is 50 or 60 pages, and it can be very frightening, mm-hmm. especially if you haven't bought a home in a while or, um, or you're a first-time home buyer. It can be terrifying, mm-hmm. especially if you're earning, you know, sixty or $70,000 a year. Uh, here, normally, it would be something like, uh, I think it's 34,000 household is, is normal. You're earning that money. How are you going to put all these things right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, honey, we'll get to it over time. Or a couple of choices. You stick with the house and you ask the seller to put the things right. We mm-hmm. don't prefer that on the buyer's side, do we? Why? Um, well, a lot of times the sellers will say no. Right. Or they'll do Especially it the way the... they want to do it. So if yeah. you're a seller and correcting it, and, and I'm not speaking to those, I'm not saying you don't have a moral compass out there. But you're going to do the the least necessary to fix it. A great example of that is, you know, when you have a cross space and you want to put plastic down, the buyer wants you to get a contractor who's going to pay, you know, 10, 15 grand to put this plastic down. Yes. The seller's going to want to go to Lowe's and get the, you know, the yes. $10 roll of roll. plastic yeah. and do it themselves. And maybe or maybe not use duct tape. You yeah. don't have to use duct tape. <laughs> um, I did. I overlapped it. The required two feet. I did my own vapor barrier. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Don't even do it. It's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I saved money and I wanted to do it myself. Check that was all sealed up and everything. What a crazy idea. Spider webs in my hair. Oh, man. Climbing over the pipes. And yeah, it wasn't fun at all. But yeah, that's a great example, Will. Or maybe some insulation is missing. I mean, it's just natural, right? As the seller, you're going to do the least necessary. 
Right. Well, you're not going to do it badly, but at least necessary. You could take that money as a buyer. Maybe the sink is cracked in the guest bathroom or something. You could take that money and maybe redo the bathroom. You could put that $1,000 towards the bathroom. And you could do it whenever you wanted to do it. Of course, most buyers end up never doing it. And then we're selling the house all this time later with the same things. That's mm-hmm. the, honestly the most common story. And then there's the surprise of, oh, I didn't realize that bathroom needs to be worked on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I went into a house. I, I won't say when. Let's say a few months ago. And they said, the bathroom's, that bathroom's been remodeled. And I said, great. And I go in there. And it didn't look terribly remodeled. And I asked when it'd been remodeled. And one of them said... Uh, 10 years ago and, and, and the other one said actually it was 20 years ago uh, yeah. <laughs> the bathroom had been remodeled 20 years ago I said great that, that's wonderful that's funny I feel like you need a different verbiage for an old I remodel know, right but yeah the, so the upshot is get the inspection done if you're even thinking about selling in the next 5 years have us in now 828-333-4483 can you believe we're in our last minute already Will how God, did that it's flown by I know, it's crazy, right? We've got all kinds of homes for you to look at. Go to mountainhomehunt.com, mountainhomehunt.com. This is Will Morrison and Rowena Patton, Roe and Will on the Real Estate News Radio Show. Um, we also have, I wanted to mention, an open house this weekend. Today and tomorrow, um, the times are 11 to 4 today and 2 to 6 tomorrow. That is at 94 Davy Crockett Road. Go to mountainhomehunt.com. Type in 94 David. This is Rowena Patton and Will Morrison from All Star Powerhouse. This is the Real Estate News Radio Show. See you on the radio next week. See you later. This has been the Plain English Real Estate Show with Rowena Patton. Visit Rowena and post your questions at radioashville.com or call her at 828-210-1648.